Thank you, Jesus. Well, I don't guess that's my message. $35.50 a cubic yard. That's not my message. I want to talk to you today about... So many people have questions. Does God talk to me? You know, is God talking and I'm just not hearing? You know, I have faith in God. I read the Word. I go to church and I believe God, but maybe you've never recognized that God speaks to you. But I want to talk to you today you know, is God really listening? I mean, boy, if, if uh, you know, every time we talked, the text came into heaven, it'd be like text overrun. And, uh, but does God hear? Does God speak to us in ways like, what car to buy? Where to go to the grocery? Where to eat lunch? Does God or is he really interested in these small details? Is God really involved in our everyday life? Not just going to the mountain for 40 days. I'm not talking about that. I, I'm not talking about shutting yourself up for six months. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about everyday life. Everyday life. Where is God? Where is his voice? Does he still speak today? Well, the Bible says that God talks. God said the Holy Ghost spoke over 600 times in the Bible. Over 600 times. We are made in the image of God. And have you ever noticed that in every family there is a talker and a hearer, right? Well, does God talk? What's he sound like? Can I know his voice? Well, I believe that God is a talking God. We are made in his image. And we are communicators. Anytime communication breaks down, everything else begins to be affected. Amen? Everything that we do, all the relationships that we are in, are based on some type of vocal exchange. If you get two men in a truck, they grunt at each other for 12 hours. You get a woman in a truck, the man's trying to get out the first hour. And uh, so, we're going to talk about, does God speak today? And so, I was thinking about God speaking to you and I. Is it difficult? Is it hard? Sometimes we don't have three days to fast. Sometimes we don't just, you know... Get it right away. But I will say this, that God is speaking all the time. He is so much concerned about you, just like a father would be. 
You know, they have a saying in my family, Dad, just give me the short answer. Because they know I'm going to teach them something. I'm going to take them through this a long list of scriptures that, and then I'm going to bring out things that it means and where it's located and what it's connected to. And so they say, can we just have the short version? In other words, they just want information to appease themselves. And I understand that because I had parents and uh, not like me, but I had parents and uh, they were a little rough around the edges, but they were still my parents. And so when we talk about hearing God today, I want you to realize that God is more involved in your life than you can imagine. Do you know that God has set up a system of voices in your human body that your body responds to to keep you healthy and active? How many of you would eat if you didn't get hungry? I would. But, but the normal person would not. What is that? God instilled a voice in you. How about going to the bathroom? God instilled a voice in you. And the list could go on and on and on in that God has put voices on the inside of us. So we want to talk about voices. Hearing the voice of God. And let's go to Revelations 3.20. Revelations 3.20, the book that is yet to be unveiled. But it is coming, so we must get ready for it. So God is very active in our life. I remember Phyllis uh, was going to Lima one time, and uh, she was in the left lane uh, down by Westinghouse, and that was years ago, and she said she heard this voice, get in the right lane now. So she gets over into the right lane. When she gets up there at the stoplight, the stoplight in the left lane breaks free and comes crashing down and hits the road. You say, well, well, don't you think that was just chance? No, I don't think that was just chance. I think that that was the voice of God. And I think sometimes so many of us, we may not recognize it, but we do understand that God is directing us and speaking to us. I was going down the road one time, and the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to go buy a six-pack of Pepsi for this woman. Everybody knows that I'm a Coke fan. The only person I know is still hung up on Pepsi is David Hewitt. And uh, so I pulled over and bought this, six-pack of Pepsi, and I took it to this woman's house, and her husband was there, and uh, I gave her the six-pack of Pepsi. 
And she said, you know, I've been believing God that God would bring this to my uh, house today. I said, you're kidding. She said, no, I, I just want to thank you, Pastor. I said, well, thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. I followed a, one time I had an urging to go to a Chinese restaurant. And I would encourage you, do not go to the ones in Piqua that you think are good because this one wasn't. But I went there and I told God, I said, God, please don't make me go there. It was like going home for lunch. I said, God, please don't, don't, don't do this to me. I don't like the place. I mean, God, I smell the place. I don't want to go there. So I still had this urging. And I went into this Chinese restaurant. And I sat down. The lady said, what do you want drink to drink? I said, just anything in a non-greasy glass. So she brings me something. And I'm sitting there, God, what am I going to eat for lunch? So I go over and look at the thing, and I'm thinking, no, I, I, oh gosh, I can't do it. So I find Jello. <laughs> that's a safe food, right? Okay, so I, I'm in there, and uh, some old woman gets up. She must weigh, you know, a little overweight, about 85 pounds. And uh, she hobbles up to the cash register. God said, get up there and pay for her meal. I said, oh, okay. You know, I've done with my jello. The glass has already slipped out of my hand. And I run up there behind that woman. And I said, ma'am, let me buy your lunch. She said, thank you, Jesus. And she doesn't turn around and look at me. She doesn't say, well, thank you for you being used of God. She doesn't say, oh, you know, praise the Lord. God will bless. She doesn't say anything. She just says this, thank you, Jesus. Now, after enduring that Chinese restaurant, I did expect, thank you, sir. There was no thank you, sir, because I really was not engaged with her and she wasn't engaged with me but God was engaged with her so I want to talk to you about the voice of God hearing God Revelation 3:20. behold I stand at the door and knock Jesus is actively reaching out to every human being in this building. He's actively knocking on your door. He's trying to get your attention. Why? Well, the Bible says that if any man will hear me and open up the door, then I will come in and sit down with him and sup. So we understand that Jesus doesn't want things in between him and I, you and I, or you and God. He wants you and I to open the door. And to hear God's voice, it takes 
initiative by you and I. There is no void of God's activity towards you. None. He is knocking on the door. It doesn't tell us who put the door up. It just says Jesus is knocking on a door. And he's wanting access. He wants to come in. He wants to talk. He wants to fellowship. You know how it is. When people come in, they just let it pour out. They can't keep secrets. And Jesus doesn't want to keep secrets. He wants to unveil the activity that he has planned for your life and the snares that the adversary has planned for your life. And he wants to really talk to us. He wants to talk to us. But somebody's going to have to open the door. Now, if you come to our house and bang on the door, Phyllis already knows who you are. You know, she already registers, you know, and uh, she says, oh, it's so-and-so. Or I yell out, get the door! Because I'm in the middle of Star Trek, and you know you don't want to miss one beam me up, Scotty. You, you want that. And so I say, get the door! Because I'm really not interested in conversing with anybody right now. Come back later. Well, I think that happens to a lot of us. When Jesus knocks on the door. We have been talking to God ever since we have been born again. The Bible says that they that are led of the Spirit of God you know, are the sons of God. And the Bible says that we cry, Abba, Father. Isn't it amazing that communication is born the instant that you are saved? You are saved. The Bible says in John 10, 27, that we are his sheep. We know his voice. You've seen children, a, a hundred of them, that they know their mother's voice. They know her smell. They know things about her, and there is peace in that knowing. Well, you know, we know God the same way. The Bible says we know his voice. You are designed at birth to understand and to know the voice of your Father. Wow. The voice of your Father. And the voice of your Father, number one, you are born to hear it. Number two, you need to experiment with learning it. Could I get an amen? You need to experiment. Well, what if I miss it? Well, you try again, and you try again. The Bible says that instruction is a way of life. You aren't going to reach maturity overnight or just because you heard one time. And God's not going to fall off the throne because you missed him 
one time. And so you have to understand that not only do we learn the voice of God, we critique what it sounds like and how He speaks to us, but then we have to mature in it. You know, sometimes when God speaks to people, they forget what He said. But when you get mature, those things transform your life and they turn into experiences that lots of Christians don't have. We want to hear the voice of God. Could again, amen. Absolutely. Let's go to, oh gosh, let's go to Psalms 44 and verse 4. This is called one of the ways that you can hear God. Remember, we're talking about how to hear God. How to hear God in everyday life. Now, some of us never invest in knowing God until our boat is filling up with water. Some of us never invest in our marriages until we get a summons to court. Some of us never invest in our children because we're too busy with our life. But ultimately, what's going to happen is they won't remember your voice. They won't remember your voice. You know, my uh, brother Charlie and I were talking one day, and I think Phyllis and uh, his wife Carol was there, and, and uh, they said, don't you have any good memories of childhood? And we were raised with 14 brothers and sisters. And uh, I looked at Charlie and I said, do you remember any of them? He said, no. I said, I don't either. I don't remember my childhood because there was no communication in it. Now, I didn't say that people weren't saying stuff, but you know, when your volume is up 99%, sometimes people don't want to hear you. And if my mother was anything, she could get your attention with the screen. And so, we couldn't remember anything. What are your children going to remember? What are your, is your wife going to remember? What are you going to remember? Because of communication. And what are you going to remember about God? Psalms 44. And remember, if you don't realize where you're at, you are in a church. So you understand that the subject we're talking about is God. Now in Psalms 44, in verse 4, it says, Thou art my king, O God. Command deliverances for Jacob. Through thee we will push down our enemies. Through thy name we will tread them under that rise up against us. 
For I will not trust in my bow, neither shall my sword save me. But thou hast saved us from our enemies, and thou hast put them to shame that hate us. In God we boast all the day long and praise his name forever. One of the things that we have to do as Christians is stop putting God in a sonic drive-through. In other words, there are times that David says right here, God, you bring our enemies down. But God, before they get down, we're making our boast in you. In other words, they know what's going to happen, but there needs to be a time that you bind yourself with God, even though you don't know in yourself when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. That's called binding yourself together with God and wait, wait, wait. The Bible says that we prove all things. Now in today's world, we prove very little because we're always on to the next thing. You know, newer, bigger, they force you. And I know that there's a conspiracy out there that says, you know, your iPhone, the battery is going to die at two weeks after the guarantee is up. Now we all know that. Or at least we all think we know that. And then we know that every year they're going to come out with an I-8. What is it now? I-18 or 13. So, so you know it's going to happen. And in fact, they've already downgraded the phone you have so that you think you're getting an upgrade. So... We are always looking for something new. But you know what? We need to wait. What importance, what value is God's voice in your life? Well, it's filled with peace. It is filled with faith. It's filled with trust. It's filled with established stability. It's filled with patience. It's filled with truth that will set you free. Now, you can waller in fear and wonderment, or you can basically say, God, I need to hear you in this area. I've got to make a decision. And then you wait. And if you're like Phyllis, she says, why does God always wait to the last minute? I said, why do you always wait till the last minute? When do you pay your bills? Six months in advance? Are you kidding me? If it's due the 23rd, you're going to pay it 22 and a half. And so we are always reminded that if you wait for something, then you're going to hear it and it'll be worth the investment. Just wait. Don't rush. Where are you going to go 
without God's directive for your life. Phyllis and I had this happen to us. Young man and young woman came and said, well, you know, somebody prophesied to us that we're supposed to get married. I said, what is wrong with you? They said, "Uh, nothing, Pastor. We want to get married. I said, now, wait a second. You've known each other for six days. You went to a revival meeting. Somebody called you out and said, you're going to be married. Well, they got married. You know, what goes around comes around. Six days later, they were filing for divorce. I said, why didn't you just wait? Well, you know, they told us. Well, you didn't hear from God. Marriage is tough enough, let alone besides shutting God out. What if God would have shut Phyllis out of my life? Oh, what a beautiful day. I love her so much. I don't know if I love her, but I am addicted to her. Yeah. All right. So the first thing we want to do is wait. Somebody say wait. You've got to wait. The second thing I want to encourage you to do is to meditate. Anybody know what meditate means? It doesn't mean to hum. And it doesn't mean to chant the same thing, but it does mean to mull over. See, we have allowed Eastern religions and cults to steal basic elements that are necessary for our spiritual growth. And it's important that you meditate, that you break it down, that you begin to hear what God is really saying. And so let's go to Psalms 46 and verse 8. 46 and verse 8. Come and behold the works of the Lord. What desolation he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariots in the fire. Be still. Be still. And know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Be still. What does that mean? That means to stop your activity. It means just stop trying to figure it out. It means be quiet. Be quiet. Have you ever tried to talk over somebody? Well, if you're married, of course you have. Now, it hasn't been successful, but you've tried it. 
And so when you get to the place that you're constantly talking, how do you hear what God is saying? Well, you can't. So God tells us, be still and know that I am God. Now that word know means be still and let me open up your eyes. Let me set the order of your footsteps. How do you get direction with the radio blaring and everybody else telling you what to do except the guy that has the map? We are creatures that just don't want to listen. And it's really hard for us today to be still. Take, take, take your, uh, their toys away from a three-year-old. He'll just be, he'll go to sleep going. He doesn't need, he just programmed. He doesn't hear. And that which we thought was a blessing has become a curse. And so we need to pull back and we need to be still. It means to have your senses awakened to understanding. To understanding. How many of us just want to go through life sleeping? You don't want to go through life sleeping. Sleeping or sleepwalking is dangerous. And so we want to make sure that we meditate. We take time to maul things over. No matter where you heard it from, take time to break it down. You know, people all the time say, well, you know, God spoke to me. God gave me a word. I was in a meeting and God, well, what did God mean in what he said? Well, I don't know, but it's a word from God. Okay. Now, where are you going to go with it? I don't know. Why? Because we don't understand it. Be still. Could have given amen. All right. The other thing is that we need to study. I know that's a bad word. Study to show ourselves approved. 2 Timothy 3.15 a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, but that you and I could rightfully divide the truth and that you and I would be able to process what God wants us to do and equip us for the work that we are called to do. Now, how are we supposed to study if you have a question about any subject, begin to study. Mix it with your meditation and let God give you the understanding. You might say, well, I read the Bible, I just don't understand. It's kind of like instructions on a swing set. You got to take it apart and put it back together three or four times before it works. told Phyllis one time, I've got this, honey, 
I, I put the faucet in. And she said, I, honey, what's all these extra parts? I said, oh, they always just get, they give you extra. I turned it on. We had old faithful coming right out of our sink, going everywhere. I said, there must be something wrong with this faucet. So I called a plumber friend of mine, and he said, did you use all the parts? I said, hey, I'll call you back. Well, my neighbor came over and fixed it. Thank God for good neighbors. David wasn't there yet. And, uh, but do you understand that you can think you know things and you can leave things out? And you're not going to have an understanding. Study to show yourself approved. How many of you want to be successful in life? How many of you want to wire something the wrong way? Well, what happens to people that wire things the wrong way? It's not good. So we want to make sure we study. Somebody say study. And in having to study, we need to have our minds renewed so that we would be able to prove that which is the good acceptable and perfect will of God now that will can be expressed as God gives you understanding of scriptures or it can be expressed when God speaks to you about where to go and what to do and sometimes folks it's not just about what you're called to do. It's called, really, we can be called to something, but if you don't understand how to do it, then you're going to be unsuccessful. Let God, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. And so we want to make sure that we can come to the point that we understand the perfect, the good, acceptable will of God. Now, come on. And so let's take time to meditate what God is saying. When you read the scriptures, don't, be, don't read it like a loaf of bread waiting in the marketplace to find out how many calories is in it. Because as soon as you find out it's only 80 calories, you're planning on eating three slices. Get beyond that. And then we have to understand we want to know God's will. And as you do, I'm telling you, your ears will start being cleaned up. Cleaned up. One of the great ways that I clean my ears up and my mouth. Negativity is very easily to be adapted to your life because we hear it all the time. And so sometimes I will tell my staff and I'll put out a note, you know, come Friday, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm just not going to talk. 
I'm going to be quiet. I'm not going to listen to music. I'm not going to listen to TV. I'm not going to listen to uh, a cassette. I'm cassettes, uh, whatever they are now. But I'm not going to listen to anything. Why? Because your ears become filled with gunk. But if you will set yourself apart and, and cleanse yourself of that, you'll find that you'll start hearing and you'll find just how negative you are. Yup. Let's go to Acts 13. Acts 13 in verse 1. I think we'll be able to jump down and save a little time <clears throat> talking about fasting. Fasting. Oh man, Pastor, that, that's doing without food. Yep. But the rewards are far better. See, when Phyllis wants to cook a real good dish, she waits till I've been on a fast. And anything is good. <laughs> She's laughing. Yep. And it says, now there was in the church uh, a group of apostles and disciples as well as prophets, and they ministered unto the Lord verse 3, and fasted, and the Holy Ghost said. How many of you want to hear God? The Holy Ghost said. The Holy Ghost said. Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. Notice the Holy Ghost knows where you are, who you're associated with, and what God has purposed in your life. Now, how many of you like to know those things? I would. And in fact, when you start looking at these things, you begin to discover that God will even tell you who to join yourself with. And it says that when they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and they sent them away. That was God's plan. Could you hear the Holy Ghost in your situation. Well, yeah, but I, I just figured, you know, I talk to people, and don't talk to people, let God talk to you. Amen? Somebody say, God will talk to me. All right, God is waiting to talk to you and I. The question is, will you allow him? Now, the last one which I'm, I'm not going to read the scriptures because there are thousands of them, that we are to praise God. You know that we are, the Bible says that if you'll lift up holy hand and begin to praise the King of glory, that the gate will open and he will step through it and you will encounter Jesus Christ. Now, we need to allow ourselves time to get away, fill our house, our room, your car, whatever it is, with worship.
music. And we need to begin to give God praise and adoration that he created us to know his voice and a stranger we will not follow. And as we begin to prepare these times, worship begins to soften our heart. Worship begins to invite the King of glory. Worship begins to give adoration to God. And it begins to shut things down because the devil's not going to join our worship service. So take time. Just get alone with God. How long? I don't know. How hard is it for you to hear? Do you really want to hear? If you hear it once, you'll hear it forever. Time and time again. Now, do you want to hear God? Then these things that we just talked about are very simple. But they create an atmosphere and a heart motivation for you and I to hear God. You and I to hear God. So let's just take our time and let's allow God to speak to us. Let God speak to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is Mark Bullheimer here today? Hello, Mark. Is Jenny here? Do you like hummingbirds? Jenny, do you like hummingbirds? Yell at me, yay or nay. Let me tell you what I saw. I remembered when I called you from Pakistan. And about a week later, I saw this hummingbird island. Now, what's a hummingbird island? You've got a bunch of holes in it with sugar water, I think. I, I don't know. But the Lord told me concerning what you and I talked about was that God said, She's listening to too many hummingbirds. Wow. And I said, do hummingbirds talk? They buzz. So that was what the Lord wanted me to tell you. Just shut down some of them hummingbirds. Turn the cat loose. And God is going to bring clarity to you. Hallelujah. So, but God has so much for us. And he wants us to hear. Now, I could take this in every one of these sessions. It could be an hour long. But I just want to make it so simple that we can do it. 
create the atmosphere, and God will speak. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, every person that is here, I pray God that as John the Revelator said, he that hath ears, hear. Let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord would say. God, let our steps be ordered of you. Let us, God, be open to your direction. There's nothing but good in it. God, I pray that every individual person's ears in this place would be opened. I pray, God, that every eye would be opened. I pray, God, their minds would be renewed, that they will understand your voice. God, you are speaking like many waters. Just, God, every day into our life. Every day, God into our situations every day before we take one step every day God you are speaking and refreshing us with your voice God we thank you so very much I want to take just a moment if you're here today and you're not a Christian you're here today and you're a backslidden Christian you're here today and you're not ready to go to heaven. However you want to classify yourself. The greatest thing that you hear right now is the voice of God that would say, come unto me. All you that are heavy laden, come unto me. I won't judge you, I won't condemn you, but I will save you Jesus is here so if you're here today and you're not a Christian I'm going to ask you to raise your hand up towards heaven and say hey pastor pray for me anybody here today hey pastor pray for me hear the voice of God hallelujah and know this, that God loves you. God speaks to you and says, engage. Hear the knock. Anticipate my arrival. Prepare your heart. Prepare your mind. For I have many things to say unto you that are necessary and needful even in this hour. And I would say unto you that I have orders for your steps. They will take you through the snares of the enemy. They will take you through troubled waters. They will take you through hurtful situations. They will take you through and bring you to the other side. 
So I would say unto you, just ask me. And whatsoever you ask me, I will give you. For I desire to speak, and I desire to bless, I desire to lift you up and to set you free. I love you, saith the Lord. Now hear me knocking and open up the doors. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God, Sunday, oh, no, Wednesday night, hallelujah. All righty, we will see you Wednesday night. Turn around and tell somebody that they're blessed.